He's the Minister of Agriculture and Trade and he's kicking off the country, Todd McClay. Now I'm going to use two words. I'm going to throw two words at you, Todd. Trump and tariffs. Are you worried? <laughs> hey, Jamie, Happy New Year and um, uh, thanks for having me on the show so early. No, no, look, really I'm not. There's a long way to go yet to see what happens in the US. They've got to all select their candidates of the primaries and then we'll see there'll be a you know a presidential election. The one thing I would say, though, is when uh, Trump was elected president all those years ago, I was trade minister. The first thing he did was pull out of the TPP, which I, I think was a mistake. However, putting that aside, we got I got really good access to his office and to the White House. And during that period of time, irrespective of some of the probably slightly more protectionist views he had, our trade, our exports with the U.S. went up. And so, look, I back uh, Kiwi exporters and certainly Kiwi farmers to do well in that market, and the coalition government will deal with you know with the cards you know, that we're we're, we're dealt. Uh, we will still have a very strong trading relationship with the uh, with the US, irrespective of the outcome. Last time I chatted to you, just before Christmas, you were on the eve of heading to India to yeah. open the batting or open the discussions on a free trade agreement there. Now, I know there's been uh, criticism in the media and from the likes of Damien O'Connor, who, to be fair to him, does know a wee bit about trade, about you kind of peeing into the Norwester there. How did you get on? Look, it was a, it was a very very useful uh, first visit. Uh, I was extremely well received, and we had a busy day on the ground. Um, look, we've we've said that we don't think that the Damien's government, the Labour government put the effort into the relationship with India that they should have. There be a range of reasons for that. I know personally he thinks much more should have been done but that a turn uh, wouldn't let him all the way through. But actually uh, the time that I spent uh, about an hour and a half with my counterpart, the Trade Minister, tells me that they too want to invest in the relationship. He and I have agreed a couple of steps forward which if they come to fruition will make it much, much easier from a sort of rules and regulation point of view for uh, the rural sector to export to India. And uh, we've agreed to meet again as early as uh, next month, February, he and I. And, uh, you know, I hope to have uh, some form of for the start of an announcement. A really positive outcome from that is I invited his officials to come down to New Zealand to meet with my officials to talk about trade more generally, and particularly those non tariff barriers that can make it very, very hard for us to sell into India. I just heard from the High Commissioner, the Indian High Commissioner, uh, last week that they are going to send a delegation down here. And so that's a very, very positive uh, first step. Uh, And I am optimistic that the relationship will grow. And eventually, at some stage, we will be able to sit around a table and start talking about tariff relief so that New Zealand exporters are uh, more competitive in that market. New Zealand sheep farmers could do with a free trade agreement, get some of our lamb in there. Well, you know the, the really silly thing about this, and it's a shame that more effort wasn't put in, Australia have that free trade agreement that entered into force more than a year ago, and their sheep farmers can sell uh, as much lamb into India as they want at a zero tariff rate. Our guys here who are embattled and the prices are far too low uh, can hardly get into that market at all. And so I'll be talking to the minister about ways that we can help sheep farmers because, you know, in, in the area of land, we know that they want high-quality, safe protein and you don't get better quality or safer food anywhere in the world than New Zealand. 
Is India self-sufficient in dairy? And I ask that because they are now the most populous nation on planet Earth and they have got a third of the world's bovines or something like that. But are they self-sufficient? Will they eventually need dairy support as well or dairy products? Well, indications are that they are not that far away from never being able to produce enough dairy to feed their own people because they're a very, very large uh, in a population. The wealth is growing, and we know that as people become wealthier, they want uh, you know better protein, and they often will look towards dairy. We, uh, I, I had, um, I spoke at a, um, at a very large business gathering, three or four hundred people there, and the conversation afterwards from the floor was quite encouraging. They're talking about help with processing and other things that they may. Do there, so I think there are some opportunities. The biggest problem they have is, you know, the average herd size is about two cows, and so they're very, very inefficient. I do think there'll be a lot of areas that we can cooperate and help and work together on that, uh, with our eye on the prize of, you know, better trade access for all of our farmers in the, the medium term. Okay, just one to finish on: Are you Nats going to hang your coalition partner David Seymour out to dry, basically, on his bill on the treaty principles? You're going to get it to the select committee stage and then kick it and David to touch? Well, uh, no, the, the agreement through the coalition negotiation was it would support it to committee stage and then give it a fair hearing and then we need to see what comes back from the committee then and uh, our caucus and our leader and cabinet will have an opportunity to talk about that. So we're not prejudging any outcome. And the reason that that's important, Jamie, is actually if you're going to allow the public to have their say through the committee and you're going to value the views of the, the public and you know respect them, then you need that process to go through. Where it goes after that, we'll have to see what it looks like when it comes back. But we are supportive of David in these first stages. And the conversation itself, I think, is a very, very important one for New Zealanders. Although, by the way, along with that, we're going to get costs down on farmers, got to get interest rates down, we're going to help people you know, be able to afford uh, um, you know, what has become a very expensive company, country. So there's lots of things we're doing at the moment, but that's an important conversation that Dak has put up. We've got to get back on track. Who says that? Oh, that's right, Luxon, didn't he? (laughs) All right, Todd McClay, thank you very much for your time. Pleasure. See you.